This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so very much for returning or joining me for the first time on my show, Carpe Diem. I am your host, Lisa McDonald, and you're with the Contact Talk Radio Network. I am so delighted to have uh, a good friend of mine by the name of Susan Bassett joining us today. We've actually tried to coordinate doing this for quite some time now. And finally, our schedule's aligned, and today's the day. So before we turn it over to unscripted dialogue, which we normally do, I'm just going to accurately plug Sue so I can tell you a little bit about her in my introduction. So, Sue, many words have been used to describe Susan Bassett. They include incredible, leader, warrior, candid, and funny, and it is no surprise that the word tenacious is frequently heard in the presence in her presence because one of her life models is always ask the worst they will say is no. Susan is the proud parent of two children, Atticus and Treva. Treva was born with D. George syndrome, a genetic condition that presented many challenges to her and her entire family. Atticus was diagnosed in grade three as being gifted, having a learning disability and ADD. There has always been a burning passion within Sue to rise above these challenges. By day, she is an early childhood education professor. In her spare time, Sue is the co-founder and co-chair of Opening Hearts, a growing nonprofit organization that focuses on the needs and well-being of children with disabilities and their families. Sue can be found on social media as well as a couple of websites, which we will say throughout the show and towards the end, uh, www.susanbassett.ca and www.openinghearts.ca. And Susan Bassett is spelled S-U-S-A-N-B-A-S-S-E-T-T. So, Sue, thank you so much for joining me today. It's so lovely to have you here. You're such a bright light and uh, guaranteed to be a positive show. So thank you. Thank you, Lisa. So why don't we start with what we were talking about pre-live and, and setting intentions? Because I think, you know, when we talk about stuff like this and we actually implement it, uh, it really sets the tone for what we end up manifesting in our lives. And it's no surprise nor any coincidence that great things start to surface. So why don't we start with the example that you shared with myself and my producer, Barb Perry, uh, about what just happened for you yesterday or recently. Okay, sure, no problem. So I was just talking about, and I guess we'll get into, you know, a few more talks about sort of what the journey has been like for us in our life, which has been very challenging. Um, but um, yesterday, I just decided I've been a little off track for a couple of days, which I think is a reality in this life, right? You can't, you try to be as positive as you can. Um, but there are those days. So I thought, okay, this book has been staring at me forever. It's called E squared. And I started to read it. And I went to experiment number three, which is putting your attentions on paper because I just needed to restore my faith in, in the world and in the universe. And so I wrote down and it's a bit materialistic. I don't tend to be materialistic, but I wrote down, um, you know, my intention is to win tickets to Blue Rodeo because I know they're coming to Toronto. 
and I wrote that down and I wrote the time and you're supposed to kind of just, you know, put that out every when you're driving, wherever you're going. And so I did that yesterday and then I was pulling into, um, you know, work and I checked my email and there was an email that I had won tickets, not to Blue Rodeo, but to Chicago. Uh, not not the city the band and (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh and it was just I had this smile on my face and I just thought okay I know this stuff works I believe in this um and it's really about being positive right and just having that positive energy and when and when you're in that zone really good things do happen and I have so many other examples of that but it was good for me to kind of experience that and sort of restore my faith I guess a little bit in things well, wonderful, and you certainly deserve that. Uh, you work so hard, and you give to so many people, and your hands are attached to so many different pockets of goodness. So why don't we talk a little bit about the journey? What what kind of uh, transpired in your life that put you in different paths, whether it be your profession of being an early childhood professor uh, or just everything? So why don't we start with what was going on for you in the beginning? Okay, the beginning. Do we have a couple hours? <laughs> okay, so notes. No problem. My uh, my daughter was born um, in 2004. My daughter Treva. Um, I had had my son Atticus previously. You know, great pregnancy. Everything was you know great. And uh, the minute she was born, I knew something was up. We had she had some breathing issues, and my husband was like, "Oh, you know, she's fine." And I'm like, "No, something's up." And so that led to this journey of spending a year and a half of life in hospital, pretty much with Treva, um, open heart surgery at 15 days old. Um, she had open heart surgery a year ago. Um, I'm kind of giving you the synop, like the you know the the rounded yeah. uh, story. Um, she had a trach. Uh, a feeding tube, um, you know, multiple tests and x-rays and still continues to have that. She was diagnosed with DeGeorge syndrome, uh, which is a very common syndrome to Down syndrome. And uh, so that journey began with her and life drastically changed for us. It wasn't sort of part of the plan, I always say. And that's one of my talks I do when I do motivational talks in the community um, is how things weren't part of the plan. And so that's kind of where um, we were with Treva. And those that year and a half was very intense. And the year after that, we almost lost her. Um, she was a code blue on a couple occasions. I watched her almost die in front of me. Um, wow. During her open heart surgery at 15 days old, my husband and I went in to see her after the surgery and she was so swollen that they couldn't close her chest. And um, she had this sign on her chest that said chest open. And my husband and I looked at each other and, and we thought the same thing. And we asked the nurse if we could peek in. So it was like the saran wrap covering. I'm sure there's a better formal name for that um, piece of uh, medical, you know, equipment. But we, the nurse said, yes. So we looked in and saw her heart beating, like imagine, right? Um, So many things happen, the appreciation for life, the, wow, I can't believe I've had this experience. And, and that moment um, when I do talks in the community, it's really good for me because I get like everybody else in life, right? There's days where you think, oh, I can't get up today or I don't know if I'm going to make it through today or what a wacky day it was. And when I do those talks, it reminds me about, you know, how valuable life is and how we should appreciate, you know, so many things. 
Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being so raw and candid about your description of what you went through with your daughter. I, I can't even imagine, you know, because as parents, you know, when you have your children and you're the type of parents in which we are, you know, they're your everything and you realize there is nothing more important than your children. And so for you to have had to experience what you've gone through with your babies, I'm, I'm so sorry, but very proud of you and very honored to know you and, uh, and what a role model and what a, a positive inspiration you are to so many people who are journeying maybe with similar type uh, challenges or maybe with just challenges in general. So why don't you share with us a little bit about how the nonprofit organization came to be, the inception of it, the drive behind it, uh, what your public speaking has looked like, uh, and how that's growing for you. Yes, yeah, so um it's interesting because so we you know we've lived this journey with Treva and you know um the fact that we were told at some point she wouldn't survive, she wouldn't talk, she'd never eat um you know all those things and you know so she is talking uh eating trachs come out and so you know this this journey has progressed and I started to do talks in the community um, about our life because I really felt that that was the calling. That's what's come out of all this. Like when I actually was able to look back and reflect, it was like, okay, I get what's happening. I get why this this trauma has happened in our life. So I started to do talks in the community. One of the talks I did at a local college. And while I was doing that talk, and here's this power of intention stuff, I was thinking in my head, I really want to teach. And right after that talk, I got asked if I wanted to start teaching. So wow. Um, Never turned back, never looked back, um, you know, did my, you know, and I've still, I'm still teaching now part time, which I love. And from there, I started branching out, um, and, and doing more talks in the community. So that's led me to where I am right now with doing the motivational talks as well. My husband and I wanted to give back. We just wanted to start telling our story. It started with uh, f- trying to film a documentary, which we're still in the process of sort of our life, because I said there's all these reality shows out there. I'd love someone to follow us around, right? Because people don't get what it's like for families behind the scenes, right? Like we we all go out into society and put the smile on us, our face, but I always say there's a story behind the smile, right? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so we, uh, started our nonprofit organization about three years ago and, uh, it's been amazing. And of course we can't do it on our own. We've got an amazing board of directors, a fundraising committee, an amazing amount of people around us and volunteers that support us. And, um, we do a few things. One is called, uh, Sib Shops, which helps siblings like my son, um, and supports them through this journey. Cause I think often we forget about the the siblings not because we want to but because the children with needs really take a, a high amount of time right mm-hmm. so we do sib shops and uh we're running our first one here in uh in hamilton ontario and we've been doing that for about a year now and it's been really amazing and, and the results are great and you know you just really feel like those children are really supported uh we also run something called hope totes which are totes with different types of toiletries and gift cards in them that we give to families that have a long-term stay in the hospital and it gives them a little bit of hope and and helps them through those challenging times and you know um and that's what's come out of all this um you know this journey is the 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 talking my career um you know the the opening hearts and honestly if someone said to me you know i could give you a magic genie and they would come and they would grant you wishes and maybe change what's happened to you i i honestly wouldn't change a thing because our life is right on track i would change treva's maybe her suffering but Mm -hmm. but life is just where it's supposed to be and and i and i and i love that 
Well, what a wonderful outlook, you know, especially with everything that you've endured. A lot of people might be inclined to say the opposite or not see uh, the lessons in and the blessings and the gifts even within the tragedy and the unfortunate circumstances and the toll it's taken on not only your family but other families who can relate and identify. So, uh, and I love the SIPS program. That is great because that is often true, you know, whether you're talking about uh, D. George syndrome or you're talking about other things that personally impact a family, anybody with an illness, uh, particularly another sibling, uh, you're right. You know, between all the hospital visits, between all the treatments, the consultations with the medical field, uh, and just the conversations that you would have with your partner or your family and it all being centered around that one individual child, uh, not intentionally, you can understand and appreciate how the other child might feel left out. So I think that's so important of a piece to have captured, and I'm so glad to hear that it's producing, you know, really positive results. So thank you for that. That's amazing. No problem. <laughs> so why don't we talk a little bit, Sue, about, uh, you know, when, when you see where you are today uh, and what the journey has entailed for you, um, not just the inception of what happened in the beginning with Treva and her diagnosis and whatnot, but, uh, you know, how, how has this transformed you individually, spiritually? I mean, overall, generically, we, we you, you know, you've captured quite nicely that you're a positive person. Uh, you believe in setting intentions and manifesting, and uh, you don't take things for granted. But, you know, what other shifts have been happening for you that you can see the parallels and you can see the contrast between the before and now? Okay, heavy question. Let's think. <laughs> Need more coffee. No. Um, so, you know, I don't know, and I don't even know if I'm answering this right, but I, I even look at my life growing up and I think, wow, it just all makes sense now, right? But we have to be so open and, and, and willing to look back. Do you know what I mean? Into our life. So I look at my life growing up, right? People call me tenacious, feisty, and I think, okay, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but um, I look back at my life and, and this is the first time I'm probably really opening up about this, but I grew up in an alcoholic home, right? For nine years, there was a lot of, you know, violence. And, um, and I look at that life and I think I would not change a thing. Honestly, I would not change a thing because that's made me who I am today. And thank goodness, because that's given me the strength to get through uh, this journey with my daughter and my son. So, you know, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of where I went with it. No, it, it, it perfectly answers the question because you're you're being true to you. That's what you know. That's what you think. That's what you feel. That's what you believe. And and not unlike conversations I've had with uh, other guests who have appeared on my show, you know, we've talked, uh, and it's very true. As with anybody, you know, whether you're reading a biography or you're hearing or listening to the backstory of someone's journey, whose name may or may not be recognizable, which that in itself doesn't even really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, most people's journeys in terms of what they've aspired to accomplish and, uh, you know, just kind of knocking things out of the park, it generally does come from an area of darkness or challenge. Mm -hmm. And you, as we all know, you're faced with the decision, okay, do I just kind of sit in this and uh, dwell on it and poor me 
or am I going to do something with this, whether it be inspiring other people? And I think when you make that decision to give back and to recognize that there's always somebody who's going to have it more difficult than you, mm-hmm. and just the cliche uh, philosophy that we know to be true, you know, if you're ever feeling bad or stuck about yourself, go volunteer, you know, go do something that you know is going to enhance or enrich somebody else's day, whether it's inviting them for a coffee, whether it's going to a food bank, whatever the case may be. And I mean, you can't not feel really good about that. You can't feel a little bit more clear and put into perspective what your own circumstances are. And you do that all the time. That's how you live your life. And uh, one of the things I absolutely love about you, and I, I really am looking forward to the next time that you and I sit down over, you know, two pots of coffee like the last time <laughs> at the Winchester Arms. I know. I love it. And, you know, and we sat there. You wanted to purchase my books, which was very gracious of you. And we sat there and I got a really good feel about who you generally are. And when I was listening to your story and we were talking about other things, which you may or may not wish to share here about you might what you might be endeavoring to do in terms of writing and things of that nature. But um, I thought, wow, this is this is a trailblazer spirit. This is somebody who, for what she's gone through, would knock most people on their asses. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, you've just risen. You've just Thank absolutely you. risen. And, um, and that's really the kind of people I like to have on my show. You know, it doesn't matter what you've aspired to succeed in doing and everybody has a different definition of success. Uh, but just how you live your life on a daily basis and all the people that, um, you know, you're touching deeply, deeply touching. So, Wonderful. So do you want to talk about maybe some of your other aspirations, other things that are currently in the works, um, things that you've written down that you hope maybe this time next year uh, we're having a different conversation here on my radio show? I mean, feel free to just share. For sure. Absolutely. Well, a couple of things that came out of what I was just listening to you say was, you know, definitely um, embrace darkness. Like, honestly, so many of us think, oh, my gosh, what, what is this? Why is this happening? What's this curse? Um, but embracing the darkness and allowing the darkness to happen because we wouldn't grow without that. So I, I am grateful for that, you know, that that gratitude, because sometimes I think we're grateful for all the wonderful things that happen. But I think we have to be grateful for the challenging times as well. So that's kind of what I just took out of what you said because that that really resonates with me um future you know i i don't know i'm trying to live in the moment um which can be hard when you tend to try to be one of those people that likes to plan ahead so yeah <laughs> it's a little bit of a struggle sometimes living in the moment um because i i'm very much a futuristic thinker um but i i see whatever i'm going to take whatever comes my way i mean i i'd love to write a book i see writing a children's book with my son um from his perspective of what it's like to be a sibling i don't think there's enough support out there for that um i'd love to see something like that and my husband's looking into writing a book so you know what i'm i'm open i'd love to do more talks um out into the community and the broader world um, in terms of, um, you know, what our journey's been like and just staying positive and sort of the things you're talking about intention. Cause I believe that that's why all of this has happened. And I tend to be very candid about our journey. I mean, I'm, I'm an optimist, but I'm also much a realist about what has happened in our life. And I get that there's bad days, but I think the key is learning to come out of those times. Like, you know, you can, you can think, okay, I'm having a day, but you know, let's get out of this and, and move on. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my plan is, um, the, the big vision is to travel the world and do talks there. I'm putting it out. <laughs> Wonderful. Have you done, have you done a, a Ted talk application? 
I am looking at TED Talk. Um, I just was in connection with somebody because uh, TED, I guess the smaller version of TED Talks came to Toronto and I missed it. But yeah, I would really, um, I, I would embrace that and I would love that. Um, I'd probably be super nervous before it. <laughs> But I would love it. I would take it on, like, no problem if it comes my way. So, and that's the other motto I have is, you know, just ask. The worst they're going to say is no. And I've done that. And I've been told no. And then years later, it's come back and I've been told yes. So I just figured there's also a timing thing. There's a timing thing in the universe as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and sometimes, I mean, that's the funny thing about hindsight is, you know, you, when you don't receive what it is you think that you deserve or uh, what you're really, really jonesing for, what you're really jazzed about, you think you've put in the hard work and you do get met with a no as a response for whatever it is that you're asking or seeking, you know, sometimes we don't know until we're further ahead in our journey that we can look back and go, well, thank goodness that was a no, because had that happened, it wouldn't have taken me in the direction of where I am today. And I can't imagine myself being any happier or more fulfilled with where I am today. Absolutely. So. So I, yeah, I totally subscribe to that way of thinking myself. And uh, as far as the TED Talk, you know, there's the online uh, submission. So I don't know if you've actually gone ahead with doing an online submission, but I just put it out there. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. I will do it. There you go. Good. You put it out there. I will do it. There you go. <laughs> awesome. 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 So um, why don't you tell us, Sue, you know, who are your mentors? I mean, you talked a little bit about your childhood and, you know, always tragic when you hear children having grown up in dysfunction and toxicity. And I can uh, relate and appreciate that to some extent. Um, but, uh, you know, when you were feeling isolated or when you were feeling like at that point being a child, you always think you're the only one who's immersed in that. You think everybody else outside of you is normal or healthy. Because again, as you say, people put on that face when they go out into public and they hide their 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 garbage. So um, you know, when you were in those moments and when you've been in those moments throughout, you know, who did you turn to? Who were your mentors, whether it be tangible or not tangible, maybe it be authors, maybe it be talk show hosts, maybe it be whatever. What what did you turn to? Um, I think through my life, I've just been blessed with many mentors. And like you said, so I think in the early days, honestly, um, even my family w- was mentors, even though, you know, it was part of that growing up and that those challenging times. Um, I, I would say that my parents are, are mentors and, and they have got, we've all gotten through that together as a family and, and, um, gotten through the change and, and remained a solid family. And, and that says a lot. So I would say that my family is definitely, um, my parents are mentors to me, um, through those times. But in those tough times in the younger years, if I look back, it was prayer. Um, it, it really was just that belief um, in, in, you know, and it may look different for other, for all people, you know, it could be Buddha, could be God, whatever it is, could be whatever. Um, that belief in something got me through those days and still does today. Um, and I think various mentors, I mean, I've turned to books, um, you know, the, the more well-known ones like Dr. Wayne Dyer and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Tony Robbins and, um, and just people around me, my friends. I mean, I have some close friends that are all mentors. And I, I said to one of my, one of my friends said to me, Oh, you know, you're doing so well and, you know, you're, you're getting well known and, you know, I'm just this person in life. And I said, no, like, you don't, we don't, we're not all going to be an Oprah and we don't have to be, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. all impact people in different ways. It could be just a word or something or a hug or, so I'm a firm believer in that. Like we don't have to all rise and be popular to be affecting other people, right? And be mentors. Um, it happens every day. Absolutely. Yeah. And so go ahead. 
Sorry. And my children and my husband. I mean, you know, obviously the, the mentors are all around. And sometimes it's just the messages that come to me that I'm, that I don't expect. I know that sounds really probably silly. It could be a message on a radio station or you. Like I follow you, Lisa, honestly, and I'm not sucking up to you, <laughs> but I follow you and I listen to your messages and I, and I've, I watch you and I think, wow, like, um, you know, here I'm looking at writing books and you're always pounding the pavement and you're always working so hard. And, and that's, I'm learning a lot from you. Well, that's lovely. I, I really appreciate you saying that. I'm, I'm deeply touched, you know, particularly coming from somebody, another woman who I have nothing but uh, the utmost respect for and uh, with what you've done with your journey and knowing all the people that you've positively, positively have impacted. So coming from you especially, Sue, that, you know, I'm so honored. Thank you very much for that. Um, but, yeah. you know, and it's – and I think, too – and we can maybe talk a little bit about this because I know a lot of women do within their niche or whatever it is they've done to endeavor in their journey. You know, um, we see men, and I'm not trying to make this about a gender thing, and there's no gender bashing here because I love men. And <laughs> no bothering <I>, today. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, it's uh, you know, I'm not trying to alienate any of my listening audience here or people in general because I have a son and I have a daughter, and I bring them up the same with the same principles of how people should be treated, and it has nothing to do with gender. So, um, you know, I I just think sometimes I think there's still uh, there, there's still that, um, perception or attitude out there where, you know, if, if men are the ones pounding the pavement or if the men are the one who have risen to the ranks of being the best and top of the game of whatever it is they aspire to do or they're passionate about, you know, that's kind of inherently expected. That kind of is a bit of a gender stereotype, but it's very much inherent in how people have, uh, come to believe that that's just the way it is societally. And, uh, you know, you start to see women doing that and women have been doing it for quite some time now, but there's more women who are building traction with whatever their journeys are. And, you know, it's really interesting how they're treated or perceived quite differently than their counterparts with maybe even the same type of strategies or the same type of success or the same type of anything. So, you know, have you felt that you've encountered that in your journey in terms of you stepping out and, uh, you know, breaking all barriers that maybe you at one point imposed on yourself or just societal barriers? Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I can't say there's much to talk about because I have not encountered that, believe it or not. Well, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully it's not coming. Okay. I'm putting that out there. <laughs> Right. Not interested. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I've been really lucky in, in all my, um, you know, the pathways I've taken, um, the careers, um, you know, even my teaching career. I mean, I'm very blessed, um, in, mm -hmm. in everything that I do to, to have not encountered that. So, you know, I, I am fortunate that way. Well, that's great to hear. And, you know, when you look at what you do for a living, I mean, it used to be, uh, you know, teachers, I mean, at the professor level within colleges and universities, you know, those were predominantly male type positions. Mm -hmm. And usually it was males who were accepted who received those types of positions. But, uh, you know, to say that you're a woman professor and, you know, there's been a lot of initially a lot of men who earned the spot on the stage of being a guest speaker or being a mentor whatnot so you know you may not even realize to the degree that you've kind of broken some of those barriers but you're definitely in that category and uh so you know hats off to you 
Okay. Well, thank you. I didn't even, no, I didn't even realize it, honestly, because I just, you know, you just live your life and you go, and I don't encounter those things. So um, hopefully we've, I guess we've made some progress then, I hope, you know? Yeah. And we definitely have. It's just, uh, I did the college that you, uh, that you're a professor at. I went to that college, but after that I went to university. And so a lot of my studying was women's studies. So mm-hmm. unfortunately some of those stats are true and okay. some of our some of our history is that way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're making all kinds of traction and, and breaking all kinds of ground. And a lot of the people who are paving the way to allow that to happen or to appreciate that it should be that way are men. You know, there's a lot of good men out there uh, who, you know, don't see the divisiveness or don't see the divide. And so there's a lot of good men who have fought for women's rights as well. So, um, so you know, I appreciate anyone on an individual level who has helped make the journey for all of us equally, uh, you know, an equal opportunity, an equal opportunity for all of us. So thank you you know, for doing what you do, whether you're consciously aware of some of the barriers that you're defying or not. Wonderful. Well, thank you for the compliment. Cause I just, like you said, you don't realize that some days you just, you're just living your life. You know what I mean? This is just how it is, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, why don't you talk about some of the things outside of your successes and what your name is attached to? What else you're passionate about? You know, what feeds your soul? What nurtures you? Oh goodness, what feeds my soul? Um, you know, su- uh, supporting families and children, um, you know, that have maybe a child with special needs in their life that feeds my soul. Um, just living a really, uh, good life every day and trying to be the best I can be. Cause some days, um, you know, it, it's challenging. And I think, you know, when I look at mentors and you talk about mentors, often I don't, you don't hear about the days that are challenging. And, um, even somebody said to me once, well, do you have a bad day? Like a really close friend of mine. I'm like, yeah, I do have bad days, but I guess I'm not open. I was never open about it. So I think it's important to be open about those days and just give that reality that, you know, sometimes that happens. Cause when I listen to the big mentors, you don't always hear about that, but it is a reality and it's just sort of, you know, getting, getting out of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's important as well. Well, and it is important. And, and one of my mentors, one of my friends, one of my confidants who I've had on my show a couple times now, just last week, more recently is Dove Barron. And so, you know, Dove Barron talks uh, quite openly and honestly and walks his talk when it comes to vulnerability. Yes. And you have, you know, you have to be relational and you have to be relatable. And, uh, and so even if people aren't necessarily on the same path of what you're aspiring or endeavoring to do, you know, it, just because we're all humans, uh, it goes without saying that we're all going to encounter difficult days. We're all going to encounter challenging people. We're all going to encounter setbacks or timelines going awry. And so, you know, I think a lot of people who have succeeded in what they've set out to do, it's, it's come from the fact in, you know, a very delicate way of inserting that information without uh, you know, making yourself look like a hot mess on social media. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's that, you know, regardless of what you glean from how you interpret or perceive my life to be, yeah. you know, even if you're just generically putting it out there that within your small circle of friends or, you know, uh, for people who can maybe relate to you, whether it be other writers, whether it be other speakers, whether it be other professors, like whatever it is you're doing, there's always going to be a niche of people who 
are more looking to you to find out, okay, like, do you have a bad day? And I get asked that often because yeah, I, yeah. I do, because people think that I'm superwoman or, or people who don't post all the stuff are, you know, they're, they, they go through things. They just skate through things without, you know, any problems whatsoever. And there's nothing that could be further from the truth. And so I, I try to talk about this on radio because, you know, to some degree I'm cautious with what I put on Facebook. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I think the more vulnerable yes. you're willing to be, uh, yeah. you know, the more insight that you can give people into your soul and into your heart and reinforce the message every once in a while that no matter what you glean from my life, you know, uh, in my case, people see I've got radio. Now I'm connected to three networks, uh, books, you know, two more coming out and stuff like that. You know, these things just don't happen without incident. You know, they don't, they don't happen from the beginning of the inception of it to the end without there having been things going awry. Uh, or all the hats that you need to juggle within that, particularly in my case as a single mom. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard work. Imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine really, right? It has to be. Well, I look at your journey even being partnered up. And for what you've gone through, I think even with a partner in a solid mm-hmm. relationship, I mean, that destroys that destroys families. I mean, whether well, it be death or illness, you hear that. It either makes you grow stronger within your union uh, within your partnership or it divides families and, uh, relationships. So, I mean, obviously you and your partner have worked that out beautifully and you've stayed the course. And so for me, I admire that and I envy that because there's always people outside of ourselves who have what we don't have and mm-hmm. people see what they think is like a fascinating life and they think, Oh wow, you must have it all. No, not at all. I'd love no. to have, you know, not at all. So, no. Uh, you know, I, I think that's another feather in your cap that, you know, your children have both of you together in a, a healthy partnership, a solid partnership. You're both championing each other and you're staying the course and you're remaining focused on your children and what's in their best interest. And to be honest with you, I don't think there's anything more beautiful or more important than that. So good on you. Thank you. And you know what? It's um, I, one of the talks I do. I just did a talk at the Power of the Purse, um, which speaks to all to women. So when you were talking about women, and one of the things that I introduced is that um, I used to think that as women we could have it all. Um, and I know this is going to shake up some people, but I I do believe that. Um, we, we can't have it all, all the time, you know, like something's got to give, you know, and I've, I, that's been hard for me to learn, um, mm-hmm. along the way, but it's okay. Like that's okay. And it's okay for us to be vulnerable. Like you said, I find that when I'm more vulnerable and open, there's more supportive, um, mostly my women friends coming my way or just even random strangers. Like if I'm out at Walmart and I, you know, I'm, I'm opening up and trying to be a little vulnerable more. It attracts more people. It's quite interesting, you know? Yeah. I love it. Like I love that. Right. And in terms of my marriage, yes, there have been ups and downs and I think you're right. People look and it's always rosier on the other side and we continue to have great times and we continue to have challenging times, but why not be open about that? Because I think we're able to relate to people better when we're a little more open about things. Mm hmm. Absolutely. It's like another guest that I had on my show a couple of weeks back and now, uh, Monica Schneer. So Monica Schneer is like a worldwide node, uh, or sorry, uh, worldwide known supermodel. And, right. um, you know, and what I thought very humbling about the interview was, uh, she very clearly stated, 
uh, and corrected people with whatever assumptions they might have had. I mean, here's this beautiful woman who, you know, won this contest that, you know, took her onto the global stage and surrounded with what most people would think is a glamorous lifestyle. And she was quite open in saying, you know, that was like the hardest time of my life. And I got bullied. I got bullied before that happened. I got bullied after it happened because, you know, I, people just are vicious, you know, other people see other people's success. And, and again, they, they make the assumption, oh, well, you must have it made and you must be narcissistic. And especially where, you know, beauty is attached to it, superficial, um, like not superficial exterior beauty. And, uh, and she also talked about quite openly, one of the challenges she had was one of the things that she wanted in her life, which she didn't think was ever going to happen and took a long time was to conceive a child. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so she talked openly about, you know, going to the fertility clinics and seeing people that she knew that in some cases she had dinner with the night before uh, and to see them sitting there themselves. And it's like, OK, well, you know, everybody makes sometimes these assumptions or presumptions that they know what's happening in people's lives or that everything is is beautiful on the outside that everything is aligned and everything synchronizes and it's boom bang and everything's a win and it's a success all the time and so it you know and every guest that i've had on my show has spoken quite honestly and quite humbly about the fact that there's nothing that could be further from the truth so i absolutely love it when you know people dig deep they get raw and they correct people on those uh stereotypes or those stigmas or those perceptions. So, so thank you for doing that, Sue. Of course. That's, that's how I want to live my life, you know, is just being honest and raw. Cause it, I think that that's part of this journey I've been on and that's why I'm here, you know, is to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so what do you do to practice self-care? Self-care. Interesting, uh, <laughs> conversation. So I think I was just talking to you before the show that I've been diagnosed with with anemia, uh, which is interesting. So, um, and again, to me, I look at it, okay, it's not the worst thing happening, but it's a little bit of a sign to take care of myself. Because, you know, again, always on the go, always running, high energy. Um, so it's given me just a little bit of a, you know, got to slow down a little bit and just focus. But, you know, self-care for me, I like to meditate, um, reading the books, like getting back into the books, reading the books on the way to, you know, if I got to teach on the way in the car, I'm listening to self-help books. I'm, I'm a big self-help sort of junkie. I'm always reading, you know, different books and tapes um, and taking time with friends and uh, my children, just sort of relaxing, you know, with my children. And so, and it could be just a minute or two minutes or three minutes. It just not, doesn't always have to be long periods of time. Um, but it's just sort of finding those, those, those moments. And, um, and even in, like you were, you know, I was talking with you prior to the show, like I do, I hang up sticky notes of things in my room, sayings, words, things that I surround our house with, you know, different, uh, sayings and positive things that kind of help me with my, with my self-worth and, and taking care of myself. Fantastic. And so what, do you have a mantra for today or this week or, or is there one area specifically that you're focusing on that you're dialoguing with yourself and working through things? A mantra. I'm just trying to think. I think we, um, prior to the show, we we're talking a little bit about money. So I, around me lately, I've been hearing people worrying about money all the time. And, and so I've been looking up different mantras around money because, you know, that is a big hot topic out there. People tend to worry about that, right? So mm-hmm. I just, uh, I looked up some mantras and I just like, I'm just like, everything's going to be fine. I, I'm not going to worry about money. So I just, I tend to whatever, 
I feel I need to focus on, I will. So if it's money or it's, um, you know, everything's going to be, you know, my future looks um, well and fantastic. I don't necessarily always look like up official mantras. I just kind of keep those positive affirmations in my head and, and, you know, speak them out loud, but more so lately I'm putting things on paper um, because I'm sort of believing in that. And so I think, and it's working. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, um, you know, do you have any testimonials, uh, you know, comments or kind things that people have taken you aside to share with you, whether it be after a speak or a student within the classroom, maybe somebody who struggled and as a result of hearing your story has had a new lease on life? Anything that you can share that has come back to you in the way of feedback? Yep. Now, if you, if you go on my website, there are many testimonials on there that I feel very blessed to have. And it's, again, it's hard to talk about myself in that way. Do you know what I mean? Like I, you know, no. self advocates, <laughs> but it's like, ah, uh, and I get it. Like I, I'm working on it. Right. But there are many testimonials. I think the one that, that really shocked me the most one day as I was doing a talk at the college. Um, and I had a student come up to me and call me a warrior. And I just looked at that student and I was like, like, I almost didn't feel like I deserved that. Cause I'm thinking I'm like, I'm, am I like, I don't know. Like I just look at my life as this is just how it is. And I'm just plugging through like anybody else trying to do the best I can. So um, mm-hmm. I think that that one always kind of sticks with me. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I find that interesting. But yeah, I, I am blessed to have much support around me and, you know, with friends and family and people just, um, you know, always saying, you know, great things, which we all need. We've got to find that in life. We've got to find the people that are in our corner and supporting us because that's that's what gets us through, you know, the challenging times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, within your journey and, you know, being committed to learning every day and perhaps letting go of things that no longer serve you every day or as often as the need arises, um, you know, what have you had to really work at or learn about yourself in terms of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable so as to rise and really embrace, you know, everything you're meant to have in your life and living fully? I've, I've learned to laugh and I've learned, I've always had that, the humor and the laughter. I mean, I also, um, my son can be, he's a wonderful, amazing, uh, child, um, but he can be very emotionally charged. And my husband, um, is a great guy too, but you know, he feels all the emotions all the time, which is great. But I tend to, I've learned to be really calm. Like, I think that's been the thing that's gotten me through everything. Like just, um, calm, like, and, and that's, that's what I've had to change. And I talk a lot about that when I do talks is, you know, um, I've had to learn to change myself through the years and, and finding that, and finding that change from within you and embracing that change because life is all about change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I couldn't be happier that we're talking together on radio. Like I'm, I'm having a little bit of a surreal moment here because we've been Aww. talking about it for months. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Like I, I just, I so appreciate it and I feel so blessed that, uh, an honor to be on your show. Well, thanks, Sue, and, and ditto to you, my sister. So um, did you want to talk? I don't know where you're at with this, but did you want to talk uh, a little bit about perhaps you embarking on radio? 
Yes, yes, I know you've uh, you've uh, offered that uh, that option to me, and I and I appreciate that, and and I am definitely uh, interested. I know the day when you put that out to me, and I it was funny because I was thinking about it, and it, well, it's not funny. We know that there's no there's no coincidences, right? We know that things occur for a reason and at the right time. So, uh, so yes, I definitely am am thinking about it, and would and would love to have uh, my own radio show. And again, you're such a mentor, and you're so great at it, and so I'll be learning lots from you when 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 that does happen for sure well thank you so you're setting your intentions on that will happen for you yes i am fantastic (laughs) you're good at what you do you're good at what you do (laughs) well thank you very much and just hearing you on radio i mean because it's one thing to sit across the table and have a coffee and think oh wow and and to know that you actually do have experience with speaking publicly Uh, but you know you never know how somebody's going to be on radio and i have to say you have a very strong presence you have a lovely voice you're very powerful and uh i think that you would uh dominate the network so uh, you know absolutely and uh and you know that we're all about reciprocal mentoring and advising and suggesting and being part of the the tapestry of each other's lives so i mean if there's anything that i can do behind the scenes to help you embark upon yet another wonderful, yummy, juicy part of growing and learning and meeting phenomenal people that you'll end up having as guests on your show. I I think that's just, you're not even going to know to the degree that your life will uh, explode in a a different direction. It's beautiful. Wow, I got goosebumps, like just all kinds of goosebumps. Well, it's true. It's, it's true. Like, you know, you, you sign on to something or you accept something. Uh, and I have to say, I was taken by surprise when the opportunity was uh, presented to me, uh, cause I wasn't looking for it. I didn't know who Cameron Steele was. I wasn't really plugged into the radio scene too much at all. And, uh, and as you know, from us having shared the story and me being quite open about it publicly, you know, it was only as a result of my website that Karen, uh, Cameron Steele sought me out uh, and asked me if I would be interested in hosting my own show. And I thought, wow, I didn't even think about that. And so, again, no coincidences. There's no coincidence that Cameron and I and our paths aligned. There's no coincidence that you and I have aligned. Yes. Uh, you know, Barb, the producer, is just amazing. And although I've not met her yet, I know that we're gonna. I'm going to go to Seattle because it's always ah. been my Always. I mean, it's always been on my list of places that I want to go to. I just think the people there are cool. It's a real creative, uh, artsy environment and people supporting fellow artists. And, uh, and I joke about this, but it's going to happen. We're going to have a Thelma and Louise weekend because I mean, <laughs> we're, we're a bit nuts, but when we're doing the pre-live stuff and I just love her spirit. So, I mean, all these phenomenal people that I have met and all these awesome stories that I've heard, you know, I want everybody who, is remotely interested in this or is willing to step into their fear, you know, because it can yes. be nerve wracking. It can, it can be nerve wracking at times and it can be okay. Well, you know, really like, can I, is there anything that I can bring to the table every single week? Can I really find a guest? And you're not obligated to have a guest. You can certainly talk and go live by yourself and talk about something that resonates with you. And, and I've done that certainly in my introductory uh, times on radio in February uh, and throughout. But um you know, I just think it's another platform. If you really feel and people are sharing with you that what you say or how you live your life um, or just some of the magic that you've manifested in your own life, uh, you know, if people... People, people are hungry for that. People are starving for that. And so this is just a, another opportunity um, 
to share that because we're just sharing. That's all we're doing. We're just sharing and we're inviting other people to share. And there's just so much that I have yet to learn from other people. And, and for whatever opportunities I've already been afforded to learn from other people, I mean, I soak all that up and, uh, it's just another avenue. It's another platform. And I think it's amazing. And I think you would do phenomenally well at it. Well, thank you. Now that my head is very swollen from all that wonderful <laughs> feedback. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's, it's true. It's true. And I mean, Cameron and his wife, Lucia, and again, Barb Perry, she's the producer. Um, they, you're in good hands. You know, I mean, everybody wants to see you succeed. Everybody wants to see you happy with what you're doing. It's all about embracing your passions and, and, you know, and the whole premise of the, the radio network, as well as all the individual host shows, it's all about personal empowerment. I mean, what's good? What's not good about that? Absolutely. And, you know, I do feel blessed. I mean, in my teaching career, which I, I love, and my speaking and, and even opening hearts, I mean, I'm passionate about it. I feel blessed to have all of that in my life and to be doing things that I really love because I don't know how many people can really say that. So I, I feel blessed to have all of that. And I, I, I feel empowered every day when, you know, when I get up and, and, you know, some days again are a little more challenging than others, but I think, wow, how blessed am I to have this in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there's more of that. There's, yes. you know what, there's, and that's the thing. There is absolutely no limitation. The only limitations are the ones that we impose on ourselves. And it's yep. how we dialogue. You know, it's, it's how often are we using the word no yep. in, in the inner reel and stuff like that. So it's, uh, you know, another guest who will soon be coming on my show, Darren Little, he posted something. I, I, you know, he's friends of Doug Barron and myself and, uh, and he's doing a lot of amazing things in this world for a lot of amazing people too and very successful. So, um, you know, I kind of, once I invited him to be on my show, which he's committed to, I kind of was perusing his Facebook page and, you know, I can't remember the exact quote. It was his own words, but the, the gist of it was, you know, so many people wonder, uh, why, you know, they're not getting what they want in their life. And it's because they're prefacing things from a negative standpoint. You know, yeah, it's, absolutely. it's not, it's not rocket science. You know, it's, say what you want. Don't say what you don't want. Say what you want. Say what's important to you. Uh, hold true to your convictions. And that stuff shows up. Not unlike what you were just saying in the intro about, you know, uh, getting those concert tickets and how that yeah. kind of manifested for you. And that's, that's, you know, that's a small thing. When you're talking about big things in your life, like, you know, I want a healthy relationship yeah. or, you know, I want to author my book because I believe in my message and I, I want that message to resonate with other people. Or I want people to glean something and walk away from, in your case, you know, your speaking engagements and go, okay, I came in here feeling like inadequate or inferior or just not on my game, not a good day. And they walk out with a totally different mindset, a heart set and soul set. So I, I just, um, you know, just talk about what you want. And the one thing that I've learned too is, and it's another, it's another means in which not to, uh, impede your own abilities and your own journey. Don't question the how, Yeah. you know, we get so caught up in question the how, particularly when you're talking about money, uh, you know, people think that they can't do anything without money. That's yes. ridiculous. I mean, I barter so much things with so many people. <laughs> I you love know, it. I'm a barter. I love bartering. It's I like, love it. And cross-promotional advertising. Like just yep. all that stuff, you know. You start plugging other people. You start talking about other people's journeys. You start talking about other people's successes. That becomes your success. You know, Absolutely. that's, you know. So I, um, 
It really, it really is not rocket science. And, uh, and I, I really try to get away from the, don't question the how. You know, how can I have this if I don't have the money? You can have it. Do you yeah. want it badly enough? Yeah, you can you'll have find it. a way. You'll find uh, a way. Absolutely. 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 I mean, I think if my daughter can survive through everything that she wasn't supposed to survive through, anything is possible. The sky is open and it really it is limit, limitless. I do think it's our fear. Sometimes it gets in the way. And I understand that. Um, I can't say I live a fearless life because I think a lot of us put that out there. Oh, I'm fearless. No, not necessarily. When I did the power of the person, I talked in front of, I don't know, three or 400 women. I was pretty darn fearful before I went on that stage, but I got on stage and I did it. So I think it's pushing through that, those fears and, and that's what gives us all these wonderful things in life, right? But you got, you just got to try it. Right. Well, what I say on my show, and I believe this too, I'm 95% fearless. I still have a 5% to go, but I am. Fair enough. uh, You know, and I think, I think sometimes the butterflies or whatever you have before you do something, I don't, I see, I guess it depends on how you perceive fear. I don't look at that as a reminder of I'm scared shitless to go on stage. I see that as, you know, when you say yes to something, yeah, as a human being, physiologically, you're going to have butterflies or you're going to have, you have sweaty palms or whatever the case may be. But, Reading yourself of the fear was accepting, yes, I'm going to do that speaking engagement and I'm going to get on that stage. It's going to be with sweaty palms. It might be with a lump <laughs> in my throat, but, and to me, that's not, that's not being fearful. But anyway, yeah. we have four minutes. I'm probably okay. closer to three and a half now. So okay. in closing and before I thank you and say goodbye, yes. um, can you just remind our listening audience, Sue, where they can contact you? Yes, absolutely. So for Opening Hearts, it's uh, www.openinghearts.ca. So think of that open heart surgery I was talking about. That's uh, where the name has come from. And again, we're looking for volunteers. We're always looking for endorsements, sponsorship to keep the organization running. So we would appreciate anything. And uh, my personal website is www. SusanBassett.ca and Bassett is B-A-S-S-E-T-T and uh, I'm live and on social media. How exciting. I've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. I'm so excited. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. So please come out and follow me. I would love it. Um, and it's, it's very exciting. I'm almost not sleeping at night. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I just want to say, Sue, I, I couldn't be happier to have done this show with you. Thank you for your hour of your time. I know it's summer. It's a busy time. Oh, um, but uh, I'm looking forward to you and I hooking up again for another coffee and talking Please. about you getting your own radio show and, and that book that you want to write. And uh, so just keep doing what you're doing. Keep being who you're being. And uh, I couldn't be happier for you. And I'm really proud to be your friend Sue so thank you so much for joining us and for the listening audience for anybody who's interested uh, in appearing as a guest on my show or you want to put forth any show topic ideas you'd like for me to discuss you can reach me at either lisa mcdonald author.com mcdonald is spelled m-c-d-o-n-a-l-d or lisa mcdonald 13 at gmail.com my website will shortly be under construction so if you want to feel more secure in reaching me through my email address you certainly can do so at lisa mcdonald 13 at gmail.com want to thank everybody once again for joining me on this friday wishing everybody a safe and lovely weekend enjoy what's left of your summer uh and uh the next two weeks the network will be on holidays so i will just have other shows playing in uh in everybody's absence okay so take care all my best yes you're phenomenal thank you 
Thank you. You've been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.